Together, let's stand just in reverence to the word of God. Together, I call heaven and earth to witness against you today that I have set before you life and death, blessing and curse. Therefore, choose life that you and your offspring may live, loving the Lord your God, obeying his voice, and holding fast to him. For he is your life and length of days, that you may dwell in the land that the Lord swore to your fathers, to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob, to give them. Praise God for his word. Amen. Ah, praise God. You can be seated. Good to see everybody today. Good morning to you. Amen. You can say that back at me. I'm going to try it one more time. Wait a minute. We're going to see if we can do it in unison. Amen. I'm going to say, good morning. Praise God. Doesn't that sound melodious? Sounds fantastic. Praise God. Thank you for being here, especially to our first-time guests. Uh, thank you for being here, and if anybody's seeking a church home, we ask that you make the connect, and we invite you wholeheartedly to connect with this church family. We're a growing family. We'll be 15 years old, March of this year. Amen. 10 years uh, in May of this year at, in this facility. So God has blessed us to come a long way in a short period of time. And we're thankful for his blessings and his anointing and his guidance and his uh, favor and blessings. Amen. So it's a good spot. And I pray that you select this place to connect for, for your spiritual nurture. Uh, the, the King holiday begins to be celebrated this week, amen? And so there are various events and, that take place, but one of which I want to invite you all to uh, that I'm, I'm part of uh, is uh, this Friday evening at 7 p.m. on the 18th. It's a program called the City of, Our City of Hope. It's sponsored by a group that, uh, that is involved in helping to keep Negro spirituals alive. And so it's part concert, and I'm, I'm, I'm talking about the King Le Legacies for 15 minutes. It'll be a great experience, a great opportunity. It's diverse. Uh, they get young people to sing uh, these spirituals and these uh, sacred songs. And uh, so it's Friday night at Zion. I think this, what's the name of that church? Mount Zion Church. Mount Zion Missionary Baptist Church. Uh, and uh, it's not too far from FAMU, so y'all can look that, y'all can Google that, look that up, y'all. Y'all know how to do that. Amen, somebody. But you are invited. You're invited to be a part of that with us. And then uh, this evening, let me find this other event. Um, there is a candlelight uh, march that takes place. It's a, uh, they'll leave from Orlando Regional History Center. 64 East Central Boulevard at 5.30. They'll march to the First United Methodist Church at 6 p.m. And there'll be an interfaith multicultural celebration at that service, service tonight at 6.30. And uh, Representative Val Demings is the speaker. And again, it's to commemorate uh, the King holiday. And the, the, the title of this commemoration is Discord into Symphony. Amen? So it's the mayor's event, and you are invited. The community is invited. Amen? Uh, I think that's all I want to mention before I get into the word today. Amen? Praise God. Y'all with me today? Y'all look good. Thank you. I'm, 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 doing, I'm working it the best I can. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, I like talk back, you know. <laughs> yeah, you're welcome too. <laughs> Amen. Uh, we're on a series of messages, and we're continuing this series on um, choosing sides. And I've used analogies, uh, sports analogies, uh, and various analogies to point up the fact that uh, we got to navigate this road of making choices and decisions in ways where our choices and decisions 
honor God and they, it, it uh, delivers us to a preferable place, a place where we can thrive and flourish and grow and uh, be connected and feel connected to God. Amen. There's an author named Tommy uh, Tenney. He wrote a book and one of the illustrations that he used that I'm going to borrow today, I don't know if it's unique to him, but he talks about uh, the faith uh, being like a GPS system, global, global positioning system. And that, um, and that, and he coins a term called the EPS, uh, the eternal positioning system. Amen? And, and he says that, you know, he talks about the science of it, the satellites that, that circle, circle the circumference of the globe and, you know, their positioning and their location and how if we can just, if they can just pinpoint your location, they can then, you know, feed you to a destination. And how many of us use those? Google Maps and GPS systems and our phones now and you know, they're, they're in the cars now, these navigation systems to get us from point A to point B. Amen? And uh, so we have to make choices along this road. Amen? And there are, there's this guide, this, this, uh, this voice, or this navigation map that we follow in order to get us from point A to point B. But you can't, you can't start the process unless you know your location. Now, they're so sophisticated, they know, they know your location. But in many instances, you need to input your location. Amen? And it goes, it goes from there. They're so sophisticated now. And I guess that's, that's uh, compared and contrasted to God. God knows where you are. You know, like when, when Adam and Eve partook of this fruit, the forbidden fruit, uh, God arrived on the scene, and he asked them a question. You know, where are you? Amen? Now, he wasn't asking them that question because he was ignorant or naive as to their location. He was asking them that question so that they could identify for themselves where their location was. Amen? So it's important to know where you are. The Word of God says, let a man, let me extend it and be inclusive, or a woman, examine his or her self. Amen? In other words, you ought to know your location. You ought to know your spiritual location. You ought to know your intellectual location. You ought to know your emotional location. You ought to know your relational location. You ought to know your spiritual location. Amen? And, and once you, you know, can identify where you are, then God can begin to deposit in your spirit best practices, approaches, methods uh, to apply in order to move you to point A, to point B, to point C, to point D to point E, to point F, on down the road. Amen? Because God wants you to progress. He said that I came that you might have life and that you might have it more abundantly, praise God. So, so there's a road that we got to navigate, and we need a road map. Amen? And we need a navigation system. We need to find our way, and we need a guide to find our way. We need a guide to help us understand our current location, and we need a guide to help us understand our destination. Amen, somebody. You know, because a guide is important. Because it's easy to go straight, but go, going straight ain't going to get you where you need to go because you got to make some turns to get to where you really need to go. Amen. And, and the turns are essential to bring you to your destination. Turn. Amen. The word says, if my people who are called by my name would humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will come in and heal the land. Amen. So, so, so the faith always has us making twists and turns sometimes about faces, circles, amen, in order to navigate us to a place that God wants us uh, to be. And, and in order to get there, we have to make some choices. We have to choose sides, amen. We have to make some decisions that line up with the word, will, and ways of our God. 
The text that I'm pointing up today as the primary text, it says, I'm setting before you some decisions. Whether you realize it or not, the decisions and choices that we make, they lead either to life or death. Amen? They lead either to curse or blessings. Amen, somebody. So we have to make some choices, so life choices. And, and he says that these choices that we make have to do with loving him and obeying him and holding fast to him and living life for him, praise God, putting him at the center of our being and allowing him to be our guide, our comforter, our director, our instructor, our EPS system, our eternal positioning system, amen? that guides us into this preferable place. But too often, we want instant gratification. Amen, somebody. You know, you just can't, you know, pop into a place, you know, teleport somewhere. That's fantasy. Amen, somebody. You can't just be a genie and poof, and you there. That's, that's not how, you know, the laws of physics work. Amen? You know, I'm not saying maybe one day, I don't know, something fanciful like that may happen, but bottom line, it doesn't exist today. Amen? You just can't poof and arrive there. There is a road, there's a journey, and we have to have a spiritual compass to get there. Amen, somebody? So he sets before us direction, but too often instant gratification makes us fulfill pleasure, you know, position, Power, status, you know, uh, possessions. You know, our lives revolve around trying to get this stuff and things and, you know, and, and trying to get this status. And what happens is we trade in the long journey for the short one. Amen? We trade in the short home for the long home. Amen, somebody? He said, what's the short home? The short home is, is your current home. Amen? You're there for a short duration. Your current place and position is the short home. But there is a long home. There's a home where we're going to spend eternity, the rest of our lives. Not this short duration that passes so quickly. Amen? Uh, but... But we have to be ready for the long haul. We have to be ready for the, the, the long journey, praise God. And in this journey, everything that glitter ain't gold. Amen, somebody. <laughs> you know, uh, some jewelry, it ain't real. It's costume jewelry. It look real. You know, it may, may even, you know, accent your out, outfit. Amen. Accessorizing and so forth. But it's still fake. It's still counterfeit. It's not the real thing. And the world has so many things out there that are, represent counterfeit joy and counterfeit hope and counterfeit stability and counterfeit, uh, you know, uh, uh, love and counterfeit uh, fulfillment. The choices that we make are going to determine whether, you know, the right values lead us to the right destination. Amen. Amen. You know, I don't like to be firing brimstone, but every now and then I got to just hit it and just say that the scripture says, wide is the way that leadeth to destruction, and many there be that go therein, and narrow is the way that leads to everlasting life, and few there be that find it. Everybody doesn't find this path. I would love to say that everybody in this place today is on the path. Amen, somebody. Amen. But, you know, you know, some of us trying to fake it till we make it. <laughs> but we need to get on the path. Somebody say, on the path. Amen. Amen. And we have to make decisions that get us on the path. Second uh, Corinthians 6, 14 says, Do not be unequally yoked with unbelievers. For what partnership has righteousness with lawlessness? Or what fellowship has light with darkness? What accord has Christ with Baal? Or what portion does a believer share with an unbeliever? Amen. I'm talking about now this, 
you know, a lot of times we take this text out of context and, means, and, and we think it means we're supposed to be rude and ugly and uh, disrespectful to, the, to, to those who are not of the faith, condemning or judgmental. No, that's not what it's saying. It's saying be, in a, be aware who's a believer and who's not a believer. And don't take your counsel from unbelievers. Amen. Don't take your counsel from the world. Don't compromise the truth, praise God, because a lie stands on one leg, but the truth stands on two. Amen. So, 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 so understand who you're in the midst of. Understand who you're obtaining wisdom from. Understand who you're obtaining counsel from. Understand who you're obtaining instruction from. And you need to become the teacher, not just the student. Amen. Too, over, too many of us are regula- relegating ourselves to student tat- status and when God has called us to be disciples. And a disciple is somebody that's teaching and being taught. Amen, somebody. They're preparing themselves to be a reservoir of wisdom. They're preparing themselves to understand. They're preparing themselves to impart something. Praise God. Not just receive or get or gain, praise God, they're in the market of giving themselves away, and they must invest in having something to give. Amen. Amen? And so we ought to have something to give, and that something to give ought to be based on God's values, Amen. not the world's. Matthew 4 and 19, it says, and he said to them, follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. Immediately they left their nets And the word of God says, and they followed him. Amen. That sounds like a journey. You know, the the road was going to take some twists, some turns, some circles. It it was going to be uncomfortable. It was going to be engaging, sometimes agonizing, sometimes tormenting, sometimes very difficult. It was a struggle to take this path, but they took it. Believing God first. That God's truth was more important than anything else. So they gave up their livelihoods, gave up their occupations and careers. They, they, they followed Jesus. Amen? Because any other pursuit will leave the soul hungry. You know? You know you can be full and still be starving? Amen? Do you know that? Do you know that you can be full and still be starving? You can have things, and you can be in a crowded room and still be alone. Hmm? So, so this connection to God and a, 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 a commitment to follow him is what fulfills, fulfills the soul. And the soul is the most important thing. And some of us, if we were to track it, you know, our souls are famished. Our souls are starving. Our souls are thirsty. Dr. Dar, what's, what's the name of the app you, you got? What's the, plant the plant nanny. Anybody ever heard of the plant nanny? Hmm? The plant nanny. Anybody ever heard of it? You the only one. <laughs> There's an app called the plant nanny. And what the app does is it, it, it attempts to track, you know, how much water you, you take in. So what it has is, it has a little plant in the app. And basically, by a certain time, that if you don't drink water, the plant begins to wither. <laughs> Amen. And it gives you warnings. It gives you warnings about, you know, your plant is dying. <laughs> your plant is dry. Your plant is emaciated. Your plant <laughs> needs watering. Amen, somebody. And so you, you, in this little app, you can see yourself dying. <laughs> Lord, have mercy. You know, and, and you know something? Most of the times when we're hungry, we're not really hungry. We're, we're dehydrated. We're thirsty. Amen? Because we don't drink mo- enough water in most instances. And we're actually being dehydrated and and, and, and effe- adversely affected by thirst. Amen, somebody. Every day of our lives, most of us don't drink enough water. But if we were to drink water, the body feels satisfied. We don't even know we're depriving the body. We don't even know that we're famished in that way, but it's happening. And by the same token, we don't understand when the soul is thirsty. 
Amen? The soul is so emaciated. The soul is so thirsty. Amen? The soul so much wants to be fed. The soul so much wants to be paid attention to. The soul so much wants to be an integral part of who you are and your decisions and your choices and, you know, your focus and your direction so that you can stay connected to a mighty, loving, and a living God. Amen? So we are truly tender plants. Tender plants with the soul at the center of our being and a soul that's too often neglected when it should be paid special homage and honor. Amen, somebody. So, so we got to decide, you know something? I'm not going to take on the stumbling approaches of the world because these roads that the world will take me on, these roller coaster experiences that the world will uh, have me riding, amen, somebody, they're, they're adverse to my well-being. So I don't want to stumble. I want to be in the will, the way, and the word of my God. I don't want to be in this unequal place. I'm going to make right choices about who I'm connected with, who I'm in relationship with, and making sure Jesus is at the center of that connection. Amen, somebody. So, so following him fulfills the soul. Amen. And the soul is the most vital, and it is the thing that's going to last. Can I get a witness in the house? Let's give God some praise for that. Amos 5 and 14, it says, Seek good and not evil, that you may live. And so the Lord, the God of hosts, will be with you. As you have said, hate evil and love good and establish justice in the gate. It, it may be that the Lord, the God of hosts, will be gracious to the remnant of Joseph's. Say, say, when choices revolve around good, when choices revolve around justice, when choices revolve around love, amen, he says, the God says, I'm going to be gracious unto you. Amen. How many know we need grace? Now, we're recipient, recipients of it, whether we realize it or not. Amen. We're recipients of grace. There's such a thing as, a, as a God's grace available to all. Amen, somebody. He has blessings for everybody in one shape, one, in one shape form, or fashion. He has blessings for everybody. He, he meets needs in different ways even when we don't follow him, even when we don't love him, even when we're not, when we're not faithful to him, even when we discount and uh, reject him. Praise God. He still continues to love and provide for us. He, he doesn't shut down the planet because of our, you know, waywardness and our rejection and our rebellion. He keeps it alive. He continues to energize us and re-energize us and recharge us, amen, on a daily basis. There's this supernatural, you know, thing going on that only he can regulate, amen, and he keeps it going and we're thankful, Amen. But we have to learn how to be appreciative of what God has done and doing and what he's doing. You know, sometimes I wish we could return to the days when I was growing up. Amen. When I was growing up, all African-Americans were in this homogeneous community. We was in this one spot and we were always poor. Amen, somebody. You know. It, you know, a few people were doing okay, you know, like a teacher, a lawyer, a doctor, but they still was in the hood with us. Amen. Can I get a witness? Amen. We knew we could go pass by. That's Dr. So-and-so house. So she's a teacher, you know, you know, or, you know, so forth and so on. And so, but we didn't know we were poor. Amen. You don't get me. We didn't know we were poor. Amen, Amen somebody. Because happiness was not contingent on the world's definition of prosperity. We were happy. We had fun. We could play with rocks and sticks and stuff. Amen, somebody. I mean, I'm serious. We'd be out there in the dirt and in the sand, you know, and we, we were joyful and happy and, you know, thankful. Praise God. We went to church every Sunday. Amen, somebody. You know, and, 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 and it, wasn't, it, it, it wasn't a mindset that, you know, this dog-eat-dog mindset, got to have more mindset, this, this moving on up 
you know, finally got a piece of the pot, you know, all that kind of stuff. You know, it wasn't that kind of mindset. It was like, hey, we are happy, we are healthy, and we are thankful. Amen. Amen. So, so we can handle poverty. People can handle poverty. We can't handle success. We, we, we can't handle success. We can't handle prosperity. We can handle hardship. Amen. We can't handle when we're doing well because that's when we forget about God. And, and, and God says that that's why he said it's hard for a rich man to enter the kingdom of heaven. It's like, a, a, you know, a, a, you know a trying to thread a needle. Amen. It's tough. Because so many distractions and so many things to be preoccupied with, so many things to worry about, so many things to keep up with and manage, so many things to continue to build and grow, amen, until we can be derailed by our own mindsets. Yeah, yeah amen, somebody. Amen. We, we can handle, again, being poor, but we can't handle plenty. God is calling us to manage what we have and to realize that we're blessed and to acknowledge the fact that we have plenty. Yeah. Amen, somebody. And to recognize that and give him glory, honor, and praise for that and earmark time for the feeding of the soul so that we can make choices that lead to the right side. Being on the right side of this equation. Amen, somebody. You know, the word says in John 4 and 39, many Samaritans from the town believed in him because of the woman's testimony. He told me all that I ever did. So when the Samaritans came to him, they asked him to stay, stay with them, and they stayed there two days, and many more believed because of his word. And they said to the woman, it is no longer because of what you said that we believe, for we have heard ourselves, and we know that this indeed is the Savior of the world. Amen. Amen. Look what happens when you really believe. When you really believe, something happens. Amen. If ain't nothing happening, you need to check, do you really believe? Amen. If no witness happening, no faith stories happening, no testimony happening, no prayer happening, no desire to get in the Word of God, you need to check yourself and see if you really believe. Because if you really believe, you know, this is going to become important to you. Amen, somebody. If you really believe, that life change is going to happen. If you really believe, you're going to see people, and you're going to start to be attentive to and concerned about the souls of lost people. Amen. Amen. These folks say, hey, this woman came to talk, testify to us. She didn't have no credentials. Matter of fact, she had a shady, risque background. Amen, somebody. But we could listen to her because she, she told us about her life, and she told us about her connection with Jesus Amen. That's to, to tell you, you can be impactful no matter what your background is. You can make a difference no matter what your background is. You just need to choose a side. And this Samaritan woman and these folk who believed as a result of her testimony, they chose Jesus' team. Amen. What does that mean? That means some other teams got to take a, a back seat. Some other teams that I'm connected with and that are important to me, they have to take a lesser role. I have to prefer what he prefers. Amen, somebody. And so there is this map that we have to acquire that navigates us through this problem. Amen, somebody. You know, remember the story of Hansel and Gretel? You know, Hansel and Gretel, they left, they left the home house, you know, I guess on a little expedition, a little excursion, having fun, and they called themselves going to navigate the woods and uh, you know, and what they do to find their way back is they drop breadcrumbs in the woods in order to, you know, navigate their way back. And you know the story. Hansel and Greta, they didn't, they didn't uh, you know, put in the equation that the, that the animals in the woods would eat the bread. <laughs> Amen. And so the bread was gobbled up by animals, and now they lost. Amen, somebody. See, what we need to understand is that the breadcrumbs that we put down, they're not going to last unless they're in Christ. It's going to be gobbled up by the world. 
and the world will leave you out there lost. You know? And people we are lost in loving it. Amen. That's how, that's how crazy the world is. The world will leave you out there dangling, lost, and loving it. You know, bragging about your decadent and your immoral lifestyle as opposed to connecting with God and confessing your sins and believing on God for change. Amen, somebody. So, 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 so the world will have us napping, taking a nap when we ought to be woke. Amen, somebody. Taking a nap when we ought to be woke to spiritual things. Taking a nap when we ought to be woke to the power of the Spirit, the power of the Father, the power of the Son, the power of the Spirit of God, and the power of the Word of God, the power and instruction and unction of the Holy Spirit active and engaged in us so that we can have this before and after experience that leads us and navigates us to our preferred future. God has a destination for all of us. Amen, somebody. But we got to decide that we want to take this road and stop listening to the vague directions of the world. Amen, Amen somebody. You know, they're vague, you know. You go down this way, go on down that way. Amen. Now, one thing about the generation that I grew up in, they did not give us enough instructions about life and living. Amen, somebody. They didn't, they didn't, they didn't tell us enough. They didn't, they didn't talk to us enough. They didn't sp share some of their past experiences. They were so private. Amen. You know, so unable to confess and unable to be transparent and vulnerable. You know, and they felt it was best if they kept things from you. And you learned on your own. You had to go to the school of hard knocks upside your head. Amen. I love the fact there's, there's more instruction in the air. There's more guidance in the air. There's more how-tos in the air than ever before. But do not exclusively consult Google the Oracle for that. Amen, somebody. You got to consult the Word of God. You got to do your due diligence and, you know, explore what God has to say on the topic first and foremost as opposed to some instruction and guidance that's given to some pundit, some prognosticator, some media or mogul or personality or somebody that's out there that's trying to give us instruction. You know, it's all kind of folk out there trying to give us instruction about how to live, how to be more tolerant, how to be more loving, how to be more kind. It don't have nothing to do with Jesus for the most part. Amen. That's why if you're good without God, it's good for nothing. Amen, somebody. So you, Jesus has to be at the center of this. So if not, we'll be at this undesirable place, wondering, how did I get here? How did I get to this place? This is not where I thought my life would take me. How did I get here? Amen, somebody. And then you're wondering, how did I get out of here? Amen. I got here. How did I get out of here? Amen, somebody. How did I get to the place that God wants me to be? The Word of God says, you adulterous people, you, do you not know that the friendship with the world is enmity with God? Therefore, whoever wishes to be a friend of the world makes himself an enemy of God. Again, these vague directions that the world gives. Psalm 112, verse 3, wealth and riches are in his house, and his righteousness endures forever. Amen? So God guides us to make the connect, and all of us desire connection. Amen. Can I get a witness in the house? If you like, think you don't desire connection, why you spend so much phone time on, your, on these little portals, these phones? That's, that's trying to connect. You know, trying to connect with a website, trying to connect with some blogs, trying to connect with some video, trying to connect with some person. We're always trying to connect. Now we're, trying to, we're doing it more virtually than otherwise, but we're trying to connect. Amen? These various matchmaker sites, they're like, they're like internet juggernauts. Amen, somebody. You know, uh, what's, what's the name of some of them? <laughs> Christian Mingle. Black people meet. I don't know. But, but the bottom line is, why? Why, why are they so 
you know, popular because we're trying to connect. Amen, somebody. And God knows we're built for connection. That's the reason Scripture says it is not good for a man or woman to be alone. Amen, somebody. Now, don't get me wrong, singles. That doesn't mean that it's not good for you to be single. That's not what that means. Singleness is not a curse. It's a blessing. Amen, somebody. You can do more for the kingdom when you're single. You can be more of a blessing when you're single. Amen, somebody. And so, but what's not good is for you to be alone. There's a difference. Amen, somebody. So, <laughs> talk to me. I love it. So, uh, <laughs> the rest of them saying, just don't distract them. No, I, I'm fine. They're not distracting me. I'm good. So, 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 it's good for us to be connected to the people of God, to the purposes of God, to the plan of God. Amen. And all other things the Word of God said are going to be added. God meets aloneness needs. God meets your, your financial needs. God meets your re relational needs. But, but seeking him first is really the key. There's so many different methods and means and approaches and, uh, and, and recommendations out there that can derail us from the real way. Jesus said, I am the way. What is that saying? I'm the navigation system. I'm the truth. I'm the way. Amen. I'm the guide. I'm the map. I'm the compass. I'm the director. I'm the instructor. I'm the guide. Praise God. I epitomize what you're looking for. I am what you need. I embody it. I personify it. I am it. Praise God. Jesus, I am the way, the truth. If you want truth, it's found in me. All else is just aberrations of the truth. God says, I'm the truth. I'm the way, the truth, and I am the life. In other words, I'm the life of the party, baby. I'm the one that ushers in true fun. I'm the one that brings the joy and the laughter, the peace and the hope. I'm the one that life and living should revolve around, not just another culture, the things that's out there in the world. Amen, somebody. So these connections are important. Proverbs 8 and 18 says, Riches and honor are with me, enduring wealth and righteousness. My fruit is better than gold. This is God saying what I offer. Even fine gold. My yield with choice silver. I walk in the way of righteousness and the paths of justice, granting inheritance to those who love me and filled and filling their treasuries. That's a promise. Amen. See, when you choose the right side, you access the promises. And the promises of God there's over 2,500 promises in the Bible. I wish I had time to go through all of them. I don't. But when belief occurs, there's a promise connected to our belief. When charity or love or generosity is birthed, there's a promise connected to our generosity. Amen? When love for people and children rises up in us, there's a promise connected to our love of people and children. Amen? There's a promise connected to our comfort and our contentment. When we can experience it and learn it, the word says you learn it. Amen. There's a promise connected when we become content. Amen, somebody. There's a promise connected when we, when we, when we birth courage into our spirits, the courage of our convictions. There's a promise connected to a conviction and a courage to follow our God. There's a promise connected to eternal life. There's a promise connected to the exercise of faith. And the Word of God says without faith it is impossible to please God. There's a promise connected to our willingness to be fruitful and forgiving. Amen. You're saying, well, is there, uh, is there a payoff for this forgiveness thing? Because I'm trying to figure this thing out. I don't see the benefits. Amen. Yeah. The Word of God says when you forgive, when you reconcile, when you atone, when you renew a relationship, when you connect with people, there's a promise that God has for you when you forgive. Amen, somebody. There's a promise that's connected to being fruitful in the faith and being faithful in the faith. There's a promise connected to grace and growth in Christ. When you grow in Christ, the Word of God says, when I was, when I was a, 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 you know, a, a, a boy, I thought as a boy, I, 
acted like a boy, amen, but when I became a man, I put away childish stuff. There's a promise connected to maturing in Christ. There's a promise connected to growing in Christ. There's a promise connected, praise God. God has so many blessings that he wants to disseminate. There's a promise connected to allowing God to be your guide, to be your instructor, to be your travel guide, to be your compass, praise God. There was promise connected to allowing God to help you in the midst of your trouble. Amen, somebody. Too often we're trying to figure it out on our own. There's a promise connected to having hope in Christ Jesus. Amen. The Word of God says the heart can be deceitful. Amen, somebody. So some of us trying to feel it, you know, I gotta, my heart got to be in it. Sometimes you got to take your heart out of it. <laughs> Amen. And listen and hear and know that the price is worth it. Too often people are, you know, paying for hurts by responding to hurts with the pill box, responding to hurts with the bottle, or responding to hurts trying to climb the ladder. Amen, somebody. When God says, I can provide all your needs, I got comfort for your soul. Isn't that good news? Only he can do that. Now, the world does have a counterfeit temporary fix. The world went off of stuff that don't feel good. It's not pleasurable. Amen, somebody. The world, world is like that. Amen, somebody. But God says, I got you. Amen. I got your back. I got your short-term home. I got your long-term home. You don't have to still feel empty, praise God. You don't have to be stuck in the pain. You don't have to have simply memories of the pain that I can set you free. I can set your path on a solid rock foundation. I have joy and hope and love for you. Amen, somebody. Isn't that good news? The word says in Matthew 25, and I'm almost finished, 35, for I was hungry and you gave me food. That's a choice. That's to be on the right side of this. I was thirsty and you gave me drink. Amen. This is Jesus talking. He's saying, look, I'm saying, feed me and I'll feed you. Amen. Direct your attention toward me in worship, for instance, and I'll direct my attention towards you. Worship is just not, shouldn't be an a, a, a empty exercise. It should be a passionate exercise, a passionate experience. Why? Because we honor God when we worship, and he's honored. So he says, welcome, welcome me. Amen. Clothe me. Visit me. Come with me. Amen, somebody. And then in Mark 10, 29, the last text for the day, it says, Jesus says, truly I say to you, there's no one who has left house or brothers or sisters or mother or father, children or lands for my sake and for the gospel who will not receive a hundredfold now in this time houses and brothers and sisters and mothers and children and land children and lands with persecutions in the age to come eternal life reward somebody say reward somebody say increase somebody say blessings somebody say opportunity somebody say doors open in the name of Jesus doors open in the name of Jesus doors open in the name of Jesus Amen. We don't have to feel lost. You know, not where you want to be, not where you need to be. You don't have to feel lost. God can give peace and contentment where you are. You know, some of us are caught up on where we need to go and where we came from. And we're stuck in where we came from and we can't get to that next place. But God is the one who gives the rebirth experience. Do you know what that means to be born again? Amen, somebody. That means I've been repositioned. Amen. That means my whole location has changed. My location is not like everybody else. I got this spiritual location. God has located himself in me. He's taken up occupancy in me, and God has me tracked. Amen. He has me tracked, and he wants to train me to realize that I'm here, I'm with you, I'm guiding you, I'm protecting you, praise God, 
and I want to lead you to a place of joy, to a place of abundant life, to a place of eternal life, to a place of everlasting life. A place where my soul, our souls, can find sanctuary. We call this the sanctuary. Why do we call this a sanctuary? Because it's supposed to be a place of refuge, a place of peace, and a place of hope. It's supposed to be a place of impartation, where the important matters are pointed up and embraced. Amen? But too often, the world will lead us into FOMO. You know, I heard talked about FOMO before. That's the fear of missing out. Amen, somebody. It will, it will dangle that carrot in front of us, and it will have us running after that for almost forever running after a type of fulfillment that really doesn't fulfill, running after a type of pleasure that really doesn't fulfill, running after a type of uh, possessions that really never really satisfies or, or, or gives hope, or running after this or that. God says, run after me. Chase after me. Amen? Try him. Just, just try him. I, I, I dare you to just try him. I dare you to be sold out for him. I dare you to allow him to instruct and guide you every step of the way. I dare you to seek him for every choice and every decision. I dare you to, 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 to just go before him in prayer and explore the words and delve into the promises that he has made available for us all. And where our crumbs will not be devoured by the world, our trajectory will not be deferred or deterred or damaged by the world we will be on track. Somebody say on track. Amen, somebody. Just following him. Won't you stand all over the house following him, choosing sides. So vital, so important, so significant. Choosing sides. Somebody say thank you, Jesus, for choices and the opportunity to choose. Remember, he's not going to do this. That's, he's not in the business of twisting your arm. Amen, somebody. He's not going to force you. He's not going to force feed you. He's not going to program you. He's not going to require it of you. He's going to ask you. And we have to voluntarily surrender, voluntarily submit, voluntarily yield to the will of God. Amen, somebody. And his will is something to experience. It's something to experience. It's a lifelong journey. Somebody ought to say, you know something? I'm ready to leap, to jump in. Amen? Anybody ready to make the leap? It's called a leap of faith. Mm -hmm. Make a leap. Time to jump. Jump in. Don't be playing the hokey pokey. Put my left foot in and my right foot out. No, no, no. Jump, leap. It's a leap of faith. You can't see God, but he's here. Amen. He's here. Just fan yourself. You, you feel that? Wind. Do you see that wind? But you feel it, right? You can't see God, but he is here. God is here in this place, in you. The breath that you exercise is a gift from him. The atmosphere that you experience is a gift from him. You are God's gift, praise God. And he's calling us to jump in, to jump in, to jump in, to jump in to the glory of Almighty God. So, so, so all of us can take another leap. Amen. Some, somebody said, I took a leap. It's time to take another leap, another leap of faith where the faith applies to your life, to your lifestyle, to your work ethic, to your choices, to your decisions, choosing sides that honor and please God. Not just jumping in and being a member of the church, that ain't good enough. We gotta connect with Jesus, for he is the way, the truth, and the life. No one cometh unto the Father except on his arm, except escorted by him, praise God. So I wanna invite somebody to make the leap today. Turn to somebody near you and say, take a leap. Turn to somebody else near you and say, take a leap. Jump in. In the name of Jesus Christ.
I want to invite somebody to make a decision, to make a choice, to jump in, to come forward in his name. Let him have his way in you today. I'm not putting this off. I'm not procrastinating. I'm coming now in the name of Jesus the Christ to connect with his family, his foe, his fellowship, to be born again, to be filled with the Spirit. I'm already filled with the Spirit. I'm already born again, but I need a church home. I'm new in the community. We invite you in the name of Jesus Christ to connect or reconnect, to dedicate or rededicate, to affirm or reaffirm your faith in Jesus, the Christ, and to be a part of a lovely family, a lovely household, people of God working on it and working it out, not perfect, but works in progress. Did, I, did you hear me? Not perfect, but works in progress. And that's what God is doing. He's shaping and molding us to the contours of his specifications. And I invite you to let him work on you and be a part of this body, this fold, this fellowship. We're going to worship for just for a few moments. Lift him up in the name of Jesus Christ. You are invited to step out into these aisles. Come forward in his name. You Thank you. My heart with your Thank love. you, Jesus. Hey, and you have captured my heart, consumed my heart with your love. Everybody lift your voice. You have Come on, sing it with my heart, consumed my heart, heart with your love. Come on, can you sing that again? If you know that he has captured your heart, say, You have my heart, yeah. My heart with your love. Come on, come on, come, come on. on. Lift, up Lift your voice all over the house. If all I say, if all I say, Jesus, 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 Jesus. that's more than enough. More than enough. He's more yeah. than enough. Come on, lift your voice and say, If all I say, if all I say, Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. If all I say, if all I say is Jesus. Jesus is. Jesus, Jesus. Jesus is. That's more, that's more than him. enough for me. Say, if all I say is Jesus. Hey, that's more than enough. Just bow your heads all over the house. Just pray after me for a moment, oh God.